as I get older, I realize that there are more and more things that that just start to get on my nerve faster than they've gotten on my nerve before. I'm hopeful, and I'm I'm sure Brian feels the same way. I'm hopeful that the listeners out there, when when you hear us talk, and we've been friends for a while, so like you can see the natural kind of order, the ebb and flow of how a conversation is supposed to take place. There's some give and take, and you know, you 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 listen to what the other person has to say. You respond when necessary, and you add your opinion and and fact, and you know, you just have a normal conversation. They do say something about the fact that you've got two ears and one mouth and one you use twice as much as the other. I think I've heard an expression like that. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war, there is only dice and pipes. Oh, we're starting. No, really, we're recording. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, welcome back to the Warhammer edition of the Dyson Pipes podcast. It is a balmy 19 degrees out today. Um, but it feels like five. It does feel like five degrees. We're sitting in the West Cabin with a special gift from, from Sam. Drinking a little... I love Coquito. Coquito. Yes, I, I know you love Coquito. I think you're on your second gigantic mug of Coquito. It makes it's you delicious. Quite, it, it is delicious. It makes you a little warm and fuzzy inside. It's a great. It is a great drink to have during the holiday season. Yeah. The more I drink this, this is really the first time that I'm. I'm have enjoying, you ever had it? No, no, no. This is the first time. I was just about to say that. If you didn't interrupt me, this is the first time that I've had coquito. Now I don't. I'm not an eggnog kind of guy. I just there's just something inherently wrong in my opinion with eggnog. I don't like eggs in drinks. I don't know why. I kind of enjoy eggs. I just don't like them in my drinks. However, I do like this. Sam was beginning to explain before. I think we lost connection. There was a bad connection on the phone. Uh, we lost connection with him, but he was going on about how uh, this is like the... Uh, the he was giving the, us the recipe. He, he was giving us the recipe. He was talking about his mountain people, and it was like passed down. Apparently, mountain people only use condensed milk because that's all they can find up there. So strewn in the mountains of Puerto Rico are cans <laughs> of condensed milk must have been brought in from the hurricane wherever that carnation factory was just fucking stormed it in in a squall no 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 what happens is you have milk and as it makes its way up the mountain so we're here air, today the, and you know we're not really pressure, drinking whiskey air pressure we're going to do a little something different today milk, and, and it starts condensing it yes? into its purest form and that's how we get condensed milk correct but it can only it's the same way you make a pearl under pressure in yes. the mountains of Puerto Rico. Under pressure. Do, 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 you know how we got sued over that song? All right, stop. Collaborate oh, and listen. No. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something. Grab a hold of me tightly. Hey, don't pay the winner of mightly. Hey, do Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. Go, ninja. No, you've go, gone ninja, through three go, songs. Go, go. What? Yo, it's a green machine going to hit the town without being seen. Iceman. You know what I'm saying? What's buzzing? On my phone. No, I'm sorry. 
on today's episode, we have some great gameplay. I do have to address something that is very important. Um, but first, Brian, uh, we've talked about the Coquito. What are you drinking? Because earlier I did see you Coquito. No, no, no. I was going to ask you what you're smoking. Because you just er- asked me what I'm drinking. Yeah, but I confirmed that you were drinking Coquito. We had already right. discussed yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm drinking Coquito, and I'm smoking uh-huh. uh, Captain Black. I finished off this uh, this pot of Captain Black out of my Warhammer pipe, uh, Sir Reginald, the Servo Skull. Has the coloration on that? Taking longer than I thought. I think I need a new uh, application Ru- of the Russians are leaving beeswax. Have you bought the beeswax? Like, not yet. You have to go to the store. You got to buy a block of bees. That's why it's not coloring, right? Right. You got to like drown it in beeswax. Yeah, but I don't smoke this as often as they suggest. Well, like they suggest smoking, smoking it like three yet. times a day. Yeah, go for all it all day, every all day. day. Twenty four seven. This pipe, and then what Seven happens is week. you take the beeswax and you put the beeswax. You mix it with the coquito. The, uh, on the with rough the Captain edges, Black. and the more that you put on, and then apparently you the more with that the Zippo it changes color. Right, that's what we just said. Okay, perfect. I'm smoking uh, Peterson Nightcap, which is outstanding. It is it's similar a, to regular Nightcap. Exactly, a mirror it's image, just like regular Nightcap. Yeah, it's just like it. Just. I can't keep doing this. This, this is tough. I'm getting a headache. No, let, let's get right to the toast because oh. I, I'm sure by now people understand what the fuck <laughs> is going on. We have very astute <laughs> listeners. And uh, I just want everybody out there to raise their glass and join me. Wait. Sorry. A toast, you say? A toast, I do say. So, What is the toast about? Well, what I want everybody to do is raise their glass. Yes. And join me in toasting those who have the need to talk over you during a conversation. There is, I want to say there's nothing more infuriating, and I'm trying to think if there's really anything that that bothers me more. You know, I I think what bothers me more than people that talk over you in a conversation. (laughs) Dice and pipes. When you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a roll-to-drink situation. Here in Warhammer, we will be rolling six dice. <laughs> with a difficulty of two. As always. As always. I get to shift one. You fuck. This is what I get for being nice. That's what I fucking get for being nice. I have mm-hmm. to drink more coquito. Well, that's what you I don't get have for talking over me. I don't have a Christmas party to go to. Nah, you'll be fine. <clears throat> Oh, you got to be careful. You're an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Embrace it. (laughs) So uh, the one thing in conversation I think that bothers me more than people that talk over you are the people that try to one-up you in the conversation. But, dude. And they usually do both. (laughs) Yes, because it's like they have to drive their point home. They have to be an asshole. They have to be better than you. Like, we were laughing how we were going to talk over each other the entire lead-up to this toast. And, like, I couldn't do it. No. Like, when, when we both started, like, getting in that rhythm of talking at the same time, I had to take one of my headphones off. I couldn't. Yeah, you can't focus. And the, it doesn't help because you're sitting fucking right across from me. Yeah, and the conversation just doesn't go anywhere. And if everybody out there notices, as I'm sure they will, because, again, I mentioned, you don't mention it, I do. I mentioned our <laughs> listeners are astute. Uh, you did more talking over me than I did you, which I don't know what that, I don't know what that's showing. It's like a Freudian slip. I think so. I think the listeners, 
they're going to start to analyze us eventually. I think they're going to come up with some very interesting points. And when they do, that's when we probably get arrested. Yes. Or we should probably wrap up the show, start something else, go under different aliases. However, we will never talk over each other. I'll be Chris. You could be Brian. I like this. Fucking throw him off. I'll fucking start singing like a motherfucker. I'm trying to get drunk on Mexican eggnog. (laughs) (laughs) From the mountains of dwarves. Dude, look how thick and viscous it is. Here, pour me a little more. Yes. I'd be happy to. Not on the map. Oh, my God. Perfect. It sounds like... You know, like when you were a kid, you didn't understand measurements and like you weren't feeling well and you'd go, oh, I have a stomach ache. And I remember my mom used to give me Pepto. So I'm going to give myself Pepto. But instead of using the little cup, you pour it into a glass. Like that's the glugging sound. Are you using a hamburger paper? (laughs) Can we real quick? I know you're trying to do your toast. Can we just address? Yes. No, it needs to be addressed. Brian, when he does his show notes now. It wasn't, of, it wasn't just show notes. Oh, I'm it sorry. Role playing when we were doing the campaign. <laughs> Brian used to have a nice like leather binded notepad, and it was very regal. It, it had like high importance to it. Yes. Now all of a sudden today, <laughs> Brian goes to take notes about something that was happening in the Warhammer campaign as we were recording, and I just kind of glance over, and I don't say anything because at first I didn't realize I didn't fully comprehend what it was that I was looking at. Um. Yeah, Brian is writing in a cheeseburger-shaped notepad. That's quite large. It's like the size of a double Big Mac. God, this coquito is delicious. I'm, I'm not stopping You know what's again. worse I'm not stopping than again. people that talk over you? Hello? Oh, he's going to take the phone call right on the air. Hey. Why not? This is worse. People can hear your conversation. This looks okay. serious. Brian has this very focused face. He's trying to get the phone away from yeah, the microphone. Uh huh. I guess he's getting dick pics again. Nothing is worse than somebody who talks over you. But a close second okay. is someone who, in the middle of a conversation, decides to answer a phone call. Okay. While you're trying to record a podcast. And here's Brian, not even focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what happened? I'm so sorry to do this to you. <coughs> I need to hijack your toast for a second. I need to make a mini toast to the fine folks mm-hmm. at GoDaddy. Do you remember GoDaddy? Of course I remember GoDaddy. What's her name? Was the spokesman? Yes. Spokesperson. Spokeswoman. Uh, I don't want to assume. Spokes they. <laughs> Spokeser. Spoke them? I don't know. When's the last time you've heard the name GoDaddy? Probably five Super Bowls ago. Yeah. Why is it that last month they just randomly billed me $150? What? For what? Uh, Because a long time ago, when I had a brandy new podcast, I used GoDaddy to make a website. And I canceled it because that podcast was terrible. All of a sudden, randomly, last month, I get billed $150. I called them. They took the charges off. Everything was fine. Okay. Now I just find out I just get billed again, $150. Dude, what the fuck is going on? How do they even have your credit card information still on file? I don't know. You should try to log into that website. I guarantee you stored in there is your credit card info. That's why they keep billing you. There's no way it's the same card number. 
It could be. Dude, cards, the expirations when you get a credit card, dude, are like five years. And it's for this specific reason. It's to fuck you. The credit card companies just want to fuck you. Fucking go, daddy. Anyway, sorry. Go fuck yourself. That's what you should tell them. Yes. I'm sure they've never heard that one before. (laughs) Go, daddy, no. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Never heard that line. (laughs) Uh, So. uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Between the talking over, the one-uppers, the interrupters, there's interlopers. There's a lot of shit going on here. A lot of fucking coquito from the mountains of Brazil. Glass fucking mugs. Uh, wh- what's going on in this episode? It's it's it's. Haywire. We have officially gone off the rails after the retro wrestling episode. <laughs> I'm convinced there was something in the air that day that just that triggered something. We are off the rails. Now. I thought that was a great episode. I thought it was amazing, fucking amazing. I think now the gameplay has gotten epic, and the intros have fucking completely cascaded down into the well. Well, because now we've done a heel turn we've done a heel turn so now i'm the fucking white meat baby face motherfucker that's right that's right 320 on my shirt because i'm fucking <laughs> i'm steve kringle <laughs> hit you with a fucking bedpan i'm so excited about that nothing i don't know what it is dude but it was so horribly done but it was so f- unbelievably funny that Steve Austin, who I know nothing about, is smashing Vance McMahon in the face <laughs> with a fucking bedpan. The guy is, he's totally playing along. He's in his underwear. He falls on the floor. <laughs> fucking Steve Austin is stomping. It's beyond fake. You know, it's like something that I would have done with my son when he was like six years old. You know? Yeah. Like just totally horsing around. It's like two grown men acting <laughs> as children. Making millions of dollars. Exactly. One's a billionaire. You know, one's launching his own football league, and here he is in his underwear getting pounded out by a grown man on the... Well, let's, let's be careful. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> easy, easy. Um, yeah, play wrestling. Yeah. For money. You know what I like is every time you talk about this stuff, there is at least one person out there screaming at their radio. Why? Because yeah, it's you probably it's when you listen. <laughs> it's not Vance McMahon. What is it? Vince. Oh, I said Vance again? Oh, someone is <laughs> screaming right now. You fucking asshole. It's Vince. <laughs> I'm talking about his daddy. Oh, daddy Vance. I don't know why. I just it's not Bob Vince. Vance from Vance Refrigeration. But No, it's Vance Morrison. Bob Vance from Vance Refrigeration? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? This is why the listeners like me more. No, I don't think they do. They did like you up until the retro wrestling episode. <laughs> and then they realized as a grown man, you're still watching wrestling. I don't watch it anymore. Yet. Yes, of course you do. Dude, you listen to a wrestling podcast. It's about old stuff, though. They never touch upon new stuff. No, they're not allowed to. What do you mean they're not allowed to? Because uh, it doesn't matter. See, you know the it. answer, which means you still follow. I follow. I don't watch. Oh, okay. I follow from the shadows. So I do my best work. <laughs> oh, good, good. At night in the bushes outside of her window? Yes. Right, yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, hear here to one-uppers and over-talkers and underachievers and <laughs> interrupters and interlopers. We'll see you on the other side. What about elopers? And elopers, my favorite of the lopers. <laughs> Warning, the following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. So, uh, the ship 
departs orbit, or well, the, sh- the planet's destroyed, but and begins to enter the warp. Uh, you hear alarms going off and notifications being made, and you see the most hustle and bustle, if you can call it that, that you've seen so far on the ship. And the hull starts vibrating. And in a moment, you blink out of reality, and now you are in chaos itself, in the warp, as you travel toward the Angelus system. You rolled a 15, you said? Yes. Okay. Did I have to, like... No, it's not like uh, ludicrous speed where you start like flying around. And oh, okay. So I don't have to like like batten myself down. No, 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 no. They're okay. just uh, there's people like typing on cogitators and doing all kinds of things. All right. Uh, so now you have a three month voyage ahead of you. All right. I guess. Um, and uh, I'm still on the bridge. Uh, until you leave, yeah. So now you're free to go kind of wherever you want to go. Xander's busy. I would take navigating the ship. I mean, it's not like a Q&A session that right. I can have yeah. with this guy. Okay, so I can always come back and try to get my answers from somebody else. I will... Um, yeah, so Bannon leaves the, the bridge, and he's going to head towards his new ship. Okay. Go take a look. All right. So uh, you make your way to the hangar, and you see a familiar face. Uh, well, you see familiar legs. Uh, because the rest of him is inside of the ship. You see, like, sparks and soldering, welding. Uh, You see two green legs, muscular legs, kind of kicking around as there's work being done on this ship. So just aside, outside of this, so the ship is going to need what sort of crew? It's going to need a pilot. Yes, you are going to need... You're going to have to find a few other people. Um, You're going to need a tech priest. You're going to need the principal navigator, the astropath. You're going to need a master gunner. You're going to need a master of arms. And a pilot. Unless you want to spend time learning how to pilot. No. Well, I was thinking, all right, so pilot, right? So here's the way I was thinking that this would go. So the tech priest, I have Cyrus. The pilot, I have Viceroy. The navigator, obviously, we're looking for. The Master of Arms, technically, what is, what the fuck is the Master of Arms? Uh, The Master of Arms, also called the Master at Arms, is charged with ensuring that all weaponry on board a warship is serviceable and ready for action. Okay, so that could be boots. And then I could be the gunner. You're also going to need a surgeon. So really, you're only going to need a... a surgeon, and an astropath. Okay. All right. All right, so going back to what you were saying. So I approach the ship, and I see a manly set of fucking green calves. Dangling. Just like balls deep in the ship. Yeah. Okay. God, son of a bitch! (laughs) 
<laughs> Bannon this looks. one goes here, that one goes there. God damn it. Hey, Boots. Hey. Hey. What's going on there, fella? How we looking? Oh, shit. Well, this here is a Jericho-class cruiser. Uh, it holds quite the crew, which we're going to have to, I suppose, uh, procure. Uh, but she she's sturdy. It can't go in the warp. But uh, from planet to planet, she'll do just fine. Good. She can enter orbit. She's small enough that we can go to dockyards. Uh, and she's small enough that we can reconvene with this here mothership. Good, good. I've requested that you're part of my crew for the ship. Well, hot damn. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Good, good. Uh, have you seen that, that nut Viceroy around? Mm, don't think I've had the pleasure. Oh, you've never... Oh, you haven't met Viceroy? I don't believe so. Anyway, listen. Yes. Before we meet anybody, I think it's time for you to meet this ship. And the first thing we got to do with this here Jericho-class cruiser, you're going to have to name this son of a bitch. Mm. It's commonplace to give the ship a name, isn't it? You bet your ass. Now, I was thinking... The Goblin Trotter. The Goblin Trotter. Yeah. I thought ships needed to have a woman's name. There's there's lady goblins, I think. Yeah, they're doing a lot of trotting out here these days. I think I think I have the perfect name. The Pelican. No, not the Pelican either. Wow. We're, we're gonna we're gonna name this after an old friend. I think we're gonna call this ship Genevieve. Oh shit. Who's that? Oh, you'll meet her one day. Well, all right. Sounds good. Genevieve. Hopefully the Inquisitor isn't offended by that one. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, take me on a tour, please. All right. So, so I'll uh, follow him around. Yeah, so he brings you in. It's a fairly large ship. Um... It's probably <sighs> mm -hmm. it's big enough for a crew of 40. Oh, shit. Yeah, th those people, those are like the chief operators. So it, for the ship. it's a minimum of six to get this ship going. Well, that, that that's the people who are in the bridge. Oh, okay, okay. Making everything happen. But then it can house 40 people. It has a crew that does all the, you know... Pushing off the buttons. Okay. Wait, so I need to have... I need to have the six main areas of the ship covered in addition to an entire crew. Right. Presumably given to me through the Inquisitor. Yeah, there's people on the board, okay. uh, on board the Starhammer that'll right. service with the ship. Okay, all right. Um, so uh, it's got... Uh, on the bridge, it's got your chair. Uh <clears throat> It's got the astropath. It's not as grand and huge uh, as this three-kilometer monster that you're on right now. Right. Uh, but it, it's got a small bridge. It's got a wreck area. Uh, it's got a gym to keep everyone, you know, fit. Uh, it's got a mess hall. Uh, it's got uh, extensive imperial 
library. Of course. Uh, and all the accoutrements one could ever hope for from a imperial ship. Um, so you walk around and you it, it's not pretty. It's, you know, it's being repaired and retrofitted. Okay. Uh, it has um, two front uh, LAS cannon batteries and it's got uh, on each side of the ship, the port and the starboard side, uh, broadside melta cannons. Okay. So, it, I think Bannon sees the ship, and, and initially he thought, oh, what the hell, he'll be the gunner, right? He just got this uh, little pat on the back. Um, he probably doesn't know how to operate this stuff. And, and that's what I think he's finally starting to see, that this is starting to become a little overwhelming for him. Yeah. When he thought ship, he thought it was going to be this little puddle jumper. Right. You know, like, uh, you know, it's a fucking little ship. Yeah, not no, realizing it's, that it's one, even though it's not going through the warp, but it's one that goes in and out of orbit, and it's quite large. It's probably about 400 meters long. Dude, that's fucking huge. Yeah, by maybe like two, 300 meters wide. Yeah. At its, at its widest. Right. Yeah, this is a... This is a it's a ship. A very significant yeah. piece of equipment. Um, yeah, so... It, it, he realizes that, okay, now there's one more person that he's going to have to find. He's going to have to find some sort of gunner. Because I almost picture the gunner in a similar sense of, like, the old, like, like bombers of, like, World War II, where you have, like, this guy who's just dedicated to manning the guns. Yes, he loads the shells into the tube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but with this, obviously, I picture it as a guy who's in front of, like, a screen, and he's, com- you know, he's in command of all the weapon systems on right. the ship. Not something that you can do from the captain's chair. On the bridge, so okay. So one other person that he uh, he's going to have to take a look at, but he he is in awe of uh, of the ship and the fact that you know that this is something that he's been given to use. Th- this ship look like looks like it's battle tested, like uh, it's been through some shit. Battle worn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It used to be um, a rogue trader's transport ship that's uh, been retrofitted with weapons. Yes, I see. All right. Um, so I, like, I briefly become acquainted with the, with the ship, you know, um, I will not sit in the captain's chair yet though. Okay. I just do like one of those like walk bys and I just kind of like run my fingers over the chair. Like this, this is, this is really happening. Like he just starts to, excuse me. He just starts to think back that only what weeks ago, months ago, he was shoveling shit in a landfill. Right. And now look where we are. The planet that he was on weeks ago doesn't even exist anymore. And I, I think now things are starting to slowly solidify into reality for him, like how quick things can change, you know. Um, all this is taking place while we're working our way through the, uh, through the warp? Yes. Okay. Once he's done being given a tour by boots of the ship, he's going to quickly kind of separate himself from this. He, he wants to go to an area. He just wants to see what it's like. Obviously, when when I think of him being on the main ship, just in orbit as Sabatania explodes, it looks like what you think it looks like. When you look at like NASA feeds, right? You just see the, the blackness of space. Yes. The stars in the distance, you know, planets if you're close enough. He's curious to see what it looks like traveling through the warp. 
Now, is this one of those things where, like, they put shutters down on the windows? Like, they have, like, like steel shutters that cover the, the windows? Uh, yeah, it's all closed off except for from the bridge. So if you want to go to the bridge, uh, you can do that. All right. I think Bannon, in realizing that his only option to see this is from the bridge, I think he, for the time being, he's not looking to get into the hairs of the Inquisitor, if, in fact, he is on the bridge. So he's not going to do that. Yeah, you have three months. So, right. you know, there will be time to uh, to check it out. Okay. I think he's going to spend a considerable amount of time just, just <clears throat> becoming acquainted with uh, with this ship. Okay. Not, not the main ship, his ship. Okay. Since it seems... His view is he's going to be conducting a lot of missions on behalf of the Inquisitor. Um and a lot of his time, obviously, will not be spent on this ship. So he just wants to get familiar with the ship, where things are. Um, he wants to learn a little of what everybody's doing on the ship so he can have an understanding. Not that he's looking to become a mechanic by watching boots, but he wants to see like what he's doing to the ship. Now, would you bring Viceroy or... Uh... Oh, dude, yeah, Cyrus, Viceroy, and Boots are on the ship. Otherwise... Okay. So I would say, how much time are you... like? A, a little uh, so time is going to be a little weird here because of how long this journey is. Right. And I'm I don't know about you, I'm not interested in playing out 3 months. And I don't think there's travel. a need to. Okay. So here's basically what I think his intent is going to be on this ship. A bare minimum crew. Uh Would you, we're going to the Angela system? Yes. So what would a bare minimum crew be if we're going to the Angela system? You're going to need to take a you're not going to be able to use your ship Minimum until you get an astropath. Which is the sole purpose for going to the Angelus system. Yes. All right. I think these... The navigator's mind at the bridge of the ship is momentarily overwhelmed. The warp infests them. Their scream echoes around the ship, touching the soul of every being on board continue. Is there anything going over the comms? No. So while Bannon is inspecting this ship, he hears screams coming from the front end from the head navigator who's in the bridge. And the screams cease. Yeah, I grab my weapons and I start sprinting to the bridge. Okay. Uh, give me an awareness test. Difficulty two. I passed and I can shift one. From your perception as you're running, you're the only one who's actually running toward the bridge. When you get to the bridge, mm -hmm. the door is kind of, I picture like, open and you come barreling through. The first thing you see is through the front window of the ship. You... Have you ever seen a lava lamp? Of course. Okay, so you're, it almost looks like you're inside of a lava lamp. There's, there's all this goo and iridescent swirls, almost like you're mired in mud as you travel. It's like gobules. Yes, all gobules. Okay. My favorite word. Uh, and everyone kind of turns to regard you as you come in. As though nothing happened. Yes. Sensing this, the principal navigator, I'm, I'm sorry, it... <clears throat> It was a peril of the warp. Sometimes things happen to us. No cause for alarm. 
I just kind of lower my gun and just stare. It happens. We get touched by the warp. That's why you have to make sure that there's nothing harboring inside of you. That's why we have a confessor on the ship. So, uh... Ah, oh, we're good. That was weird. Is it still charging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's working. All right, good. We're good. Uh, so now you're realizing that you may have overreacted. Not unjustifiably. I would think that's like a rookie move. Yeah. Right? Like a new person on the on the ship would panic right. when you heard something like that. That's the 15 that you rolled, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's cool. On the perils of the warp table. So hold on. This was like a figment in my mind? No, it happened. Okay. Everyone heard it. Right. It's just I was the only maniac to rush to the bridge. Right. Everyone else is used to this is old hat. Okay. And compared to some of the things that can happen in the warp, this was pretty mild. Oh, all right, all right. All right, good. Yeah, like there's nothing like going through the warp and then emerging six years late because time has stretched. Six years late. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not bad. So, uh, yeah, they explained to you that, listen, it, this, this happens. You know, it's the warp. We're basically in hell. Right. So anything is possible. All right. So, again, I look, I'm sure, like very quizzical. And I lower my gun and I just back my way out until the doors shut. Yep. Yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And now you got to see what the warp looks like. Yeah. So, all right. Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. I show my allegiance, how I was there to fend off the heretics. And I got to see what it looks like. Yeah. So. So we're exploring your ship. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, so I would imagine we spend this chunk of time. Here's what I figure these three months look like. Um. I will explore Starfall I, just to see like where the shops are. Um, starting to maybe look forward if this ship, my new ship, is deployed on a mission and I return. Like where where do I go for, you know, like uh, like upgrades or yeah, you know, things like that. Restock on on food and supplies. Right. Um, and there's multiple locations in multiple areas of the ship because right. again, it's like a city. Yeah. Uh, so there are plenty of places you can go. There's eateries. Um, Mess halls. Okay. Things of that nature. But outside of that, yes, again, uh, a majority of the uh, of the time is going to be spent on my ship, mainly in the, in the library. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's texts about Holy Terra. Um, there's a, a cacophony of history of the Imperium of Man with multiple texts contradicting each other. Um, one thing you can learn over this voyage is... The history of the Imperium of Man is very sloppy. Okay. Um, you learn about the Horus Heresy. There's lots of things that you learn about uh, to kind of brush up on Imperial history. Okay. I would think his focus, he, he's, he's fascinated by this notion that it, there is the potential that he was not born on Sabatania. So he, he's looking for like uh, like any sort of history of like 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 old Terra Mars, you know, that sort of shit. All right, give me uh, give me an investigation ch uh, test. Uh, difficulty four. All right, so I pass and I have a wrath. I'm in a uh, an exalted on my wrath die. Oh, good. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so give yourself a point of glory. On here. Did you say you could shift or no? No shift. Okay. So the only thing that you've learned thus far is 
uh, there were several inquisitorial ships uh, that made it across the rift. Um, some that were, and so, some others that were already stationed out on this end of the galaxy. Um, and when the rift happened, we lost several ships. There's not really too specifics, uh, too many specifics on names or types of ships or whatever, but there were several ships for Ordo Malleus, several ships from Ordo uh, Hereticus, and several ships from Ordo Xenos that made it onto this end of the Imperium, the Nihilus end of the Imperium. Um, their whereabouts and who they are, eh, you know, that's going to take a little bit more research for another time, okay. but there are other Inquisitors out here somewhere, supposedly. I say. All right. Anything else in particular we're looking to do? No, unless I can... Unless I can promote... like So there's a crew that belongs to this ship, you're saying. So there's 40 bodies. Oh, for your ship. Correct. Yeah, you're going to need a crew of 40. So I'm going to need a crew. It's not like it was... Yeah, you can. You, you're going to recruit, right? 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 Um, they're not acolytes; they're just crewmen. Right? They're just commissioned regular. crew members. Yeah. Okay. So if you want, we can go to some of the cantinas and start recruiting. See how you do with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. That way, everybody, if I can, if I can manage that, everybody starts to become aware of the ship. And All right. So let's go. Uh, let's let's do this. Let's do a fellowship test. Uh, no difficulty rating. Well, no, because we want to shift. Difficulty one. Uh, and let's see how good of a crew you get. Just a base fellowship. A fellowship test. difficulty one. Now oh, we're going to spend points here. Okay. I'm going to spend a wrath to re-roll failures, which is all three of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I'll spend that point of glory to add... One dice. One dice. Okay. All right, so let's see. And thank God, because I rolled out complication. All right, so I have <laughs> one success with the complication again. Okay. So uh, you're able to recruit everybody. Um, the problem is you're unknown. Uh you're not one of the more popular acolytes because you're brand new on the ship. Right. <clears throat> so as you're giving your speeches, lots of people are just kind of walking away like, nah, unless they're conscripted to you. They're not really looking to... The people that you get to volunteer kind of like the motley crew of the ship. Uh, a lot of drunks, a lot of partiers. Mm. Um, they're all obviously loyal to the Emperor. Otherwise, they would be removed from the ship in violent fashion. Right. But... Uh, these are not the cream of the crop. There's room to grow, I'd okay. say. All right. That's that's fair. We scraped the bottom of the barrel. I mean, that's another way to put it. Sure. Right. So through the recruitment that's been done, we have asses in seats. We have enough people to, to man the whatever responsibilities need to be squared away. <clears throat> and then it's just come. It, it comes down to just filling the main position still. Right, and really the only thing right now stopping this ship from leaving the docking bay and going to a is planet a psyker. is right. Okay, so that's obviously the next mission. Right. So, uh, eventually, you emerge from the warp. 
in the Angelus system, which is to the galactic west of where you were in the Ghoul Star sector. And this sector has several stars with several planets attached. The Astropath directs you uh, to the Utrillian sector. Uh, or the Utrillian star, I should say. And he has a very strong feeling about Ithuna, I-T-H-U-N-A. Ithuna is a very um, jungle-like planet that is buzzing with life. And life outside of human life? No, no just life in general. Okay. It's, it's very populated with uh, life signatures. And he feels this planet would probably give you the most likelihood of finding your principal navigator. Along with Athuna, there are two other planets uh, orbiting this star. Killerth, K-I-L-L-E-R-T-H, Killerth. Killerth is uh, a very arid and kind of dry planet. It's very close to the star. Lots of crags and canyons, very desert-like. And very far away from the star's orbit is Millen JD6. Uh, supposedly, it was probably originally named JD6 because it was unexplored. And probably somebody by the name of Millen, if you had to guess, landed foot on this planet. And it is basically an ice cube floating in space. Okay. So very little, if any, life forms on either of those other planets. Probably. <clears throat> All right. So before I part ways with the, uh, with the astropath, uh, Bannon will just ask him, have we been able to trace Ghost? Are we going to find him here? He's he's probably prob not not within these three planets, if I had to guess. But he's somewhere in the Angelus system. Okay. Was he okay? Oh, I thought. Were you doing that for effect of him going through the warp? Yes. Okay. I just kind of look at him like, kind of like tilt my head. But then I chalk it up to what was said to me when I ran into the bridge like a maniac. So I ask no questions. <laughs> um, Inquisitor Spayburn, a moment. I quickly scurry to the Inquisitor. Did he call me Inquisitor Spayborn? Yes. In Inquisitor. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're, you're still an acolyte, but you're, you're part of the Inquisition. Uh, Bannon like puffs his chest up. Yeah. I understand you're forming a crew for your own ship. I am, sir. I trust the priority is finding Ghost. As it always will be, yes. Very good. I, I see that he's done. <laughs> I have no questions for him. And uh, I, I bow and make my way 
back to the astropath because I don't want to bother him. Uh, how am I to... Uh, where do I procure means of uh, transportation to get down to Ithuna? Oh, we'll, we'll certainly give you uh, a transport ship. Okay, there. thank you. Okay. I gather my gear. And away we go. Yes. So uh, as a transport ship comes down to a shipyard, uh, it, it has a hard time landing. Um, Viceroy is clearly not piloting this ship. Uh, would you bring any of them with you, by the way? No. No. Okay. So just you and X51. That's it. Okay. Uh, so uh, it has a hard time getting through the canopy of trees, uh, but eventually it finds its way, breaking some branches along the way, and you land on this very dense jungle planet. Okay. And that is where we will stop. Oh, you son of a bitch. We're back. I've totally run out of energy. <laughs> I think I'm frozen to the chair. Dude, it is fucking freezing. I don't believe the real field temperature of five degrees. I think that's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Let's see what it's doing up at my parents' house. That's always a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My parents, of course, live up in the North Country. Huh. <laughs> What is it? What's the temperature and the real feel? The temperature mm-hmm. is two. The, the actual degree outside is two degrees. Holy shit. What do you think the real feel is? Negative eight. Negative 14. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, my <laughs> balls would be so inside of me, they would be at my nipples. That is sexy. That is rough. But the UV index is only one. Oh, good, good, <laughs> I don't know good. What that even means. Well, you're not going to get a heat stroke today. True. Yeah. True yeah. that. Very, very important. Well, we learned a lot on today's episode. Uh, we learned not to take phone calls during the recording of podcasts. We learned... Why? Wh- wh- what? Why? Okay. No, it's actually pretty good. Do, actually, do me a favor. Next time that we take phone calls, you have to get closer to the mic. It is now ordained that if your phone rings and it wasn't on silent or not vibrate... You must answer the phone, <laughs> and the phone must go up to the microphone for the whole world to hear what that conversation is, without warning the person that I think that's they're illegal. being recorded. No, all right. Well, then mutter it. Be like, "Hey, babe, what's up? You're being recorded for the podcast." And go. That's, what I, that's what I used to do in my old show. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? You're on the show. Listen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, yep. what were you saying? Disparaging things about me while I was on my phone call? Never. Why would I? I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. Lucky for you, I'm not going to edit this. I'm just putting it together and sending it out. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yes. This Coquito might have been an an accident. Yeah, dude, this is going to be bad. You're going to go in, you're going to go to sleep, you're going to oversleep the party. Oh, I hope so. That would be ideal. Just don't go. I have to. No, you don't. No, I know. You don't have to. I do have Farm Fantasy 14. See, a lot of shit to (laughs) do. And you know, the wifey won't be home for another eight hours. I have to pick her up. She's going with me to the party. You you done fucked up, eh, Aaron? Well, wait to end the show in a downer. Go ahead, you can take us out. 